0: I urgently require two guards for a small freighter that will dock at the E-berth just south of Limehouse Pier. There's a confidential cargo aboard, so I want someone reliable.
1: Oh, we can arrange that.
0: Everything has been done to assure security for the cargo, but one never knows. It might be wise if you pick two of your most capable men. They should know how to handle themselves.
1: I have just the two men for you.
0: I'll send a card to pick them up. You can contact them through the customs at the East India Dock and send your account to me at Max Evans Shippers.
1: I'll do that, Mr. Abon.
0: What's your address, by the way, Mr. Mason?
1: 33 Half Moon Street. <laughs> told my story tonight, Confidential Cargo. Max Aben required two men who, as he put it, could handle themselves. I put Cannon and Carson on the job. They'd always worked well together in the past, and guarding a precious cargo on board a freighter in the East India dock would be a simple task for them. The car from Mr. Max Aben shippers arrived, and Cannon and Carson duly reached their appointed destination.
2: Hold it, mates. You don't go no further.
3: We're the ship's guard. Are you, Smith? That's me. Got me papers? Right here. Mrs. Crush Carson.
2: All right, mates. Come aboard the good ship Gascony and make yourselves at home. You, uh, Cannon, you've got the port side berth for it, and you're on the starboard side, right opposite Carson. Who else's on board, Smith? Uh, call me Smudge. even the skipper does. Oh, it's Smudge. Yes, well, now there's me and old Curly Kleinman. You'll meet him and two Lasker farmen who ain't allowed ashore. Right then, if you follow me, I'll show you to your bunks. Right, there we are. You'll have to look after yourselves. All the crew's paid off, except Curly Kleinman and me.
3: You know, Captain, these cabins are so close to each other, I'll be able to hear you snore. I never snore, and I have it on the best authority. Yeah. <laughs> Won't get much time for
2: snoring aboard the Gascony mates. You'll have to stand, watch, turn and turn about all through the day and night. That's a point. Uh, what are we supposed to be guarding? Oh, the ship. What do you think? The whole ship? What about you and this Curly Kleinman, chap? Oh, we have to stand by for the old man in case he wants us ashore. They don't sweat, shipmates. All you do is to patrol the taffrail and see no one comes up the gangway. She's stood out from the berth so no one can sneak up on your luck. Uh Is there a ship to shore for me? Ah, cut off, didn't I tell you? This is a security job. No kidding. So if we get boarded by pirates, we've got no way of letting anybody know. Pirates? Oh, <laughs> oh I see Yeah, a joke. You won't have no trouble, me artist. And the smudge knows men when he sees them... I reckon you two can guard this here ship better than a regiment of Marines. Well, it's nice to know someone's got confidence in us. Well, I'll be getting along. Make yourself comfortable. I uh-huh. hope. You take over in half an hour. That's uh, four bells.
3: Four bells. Who rings the bells? How would I know? Let's go look at the cabins. All right. Uh, I wonder what this security cargo is. Oh, please. The ship comes from the China Sea, hasn't it? The cargo is a present from Mao Zedong
2: to Her Majesty, an Adam bomb with a time fuse. I well, wonder how she'll thank him for that. Mao?
3: Easy. She'll return it with a note saying, No thanks, me old China. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've always had a wish that I could understand your language. Well, shall so we uh, inspect the good ship Gascony? Right on time. Well, who rang those bells? Kelly Kleinman, my guess. Or one of the Laskers. No, they have to stay on the stern. The bell's on the bridge. I just thought of a way we can find out. Uh, go to the bridge? Genius. Half a dollar is Kelly Kleinman. Done. I bet it's Alaska. Hey, what was that? Trap door. See in the corner. Uh-huh. As we came onto the bridge, somebody did a disappearing act down the trap door. Kelly Kleinman or Alaska, I wonder. Well, the smudge said old, curly climber, and I never met a seafaring Lasker who used French perfume. Well, you've got sensitive nostrils. Mm-hmm. Nostalgic is a better word. Mm-hmm. Now, how do you suppose we find out who went through that trap door? Uh, open it. You know, Carson, you get better every day. Thank you. Now, let's from underneath. French perfume. The smudge? No. The Lasker? No. Curly Kleinman.
4: Hey, what you do up there? Mm, no.
3: <laughs> Crash Carson, we have a mystery on our hands.
4: Can't you hear me or are you there?
3: We're ahead, Curly. We'll be right down.
4: Ah, you there, uh, two new men.
3: That's right. You must be Curly Kleinman. How
4: do you know my name?
3: Well, Smudge told us there was only one other person aboard apart from the two Laskers. He said the other one was called Curly Kleinman, and since you don't have a hair on your head, I figured you must be curly. Oh, you
4: sound like a smart boy, but don't get too smart. This ship's got available cargo. You're paid to guard it not to go nosing around the bridge. Didn't the Smudge tell you to patrol the rail and watch the gangway? Right. Well, why don't you do what you're paid to do, then? We, friend, have been admonished. You're smart, eh? Uh, no, I'm Carson. Funny boy. Well, you watch your step. Mm, we will. All the way around the taffrail. Well. I'm in mean, the well next to the girl if you want me. Don't let anybody come aboard, understand? No one at all. Uh, not even the skipper?
2: Funny man. I'm in the wrong profession. I should be resident comedian at the Palladium.
3: Uh, Curly? Yeah. Since we're responsible for the whole ship, we'd like to know who's on board at the moment.
4: Well, didn't the smudge tell you? Me, him, and the two Laskers.
3: Nobody else,
4: huh? Of course, no one else. What do you think? Now, get about your business, or I'll call up the skipper and have you fired.
3: Crash, uh, uh-huh. are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah, he can't call up the skipper because the phone's cut off. That's right. what the smudge said. If there's only six of us on board this floating coffin, then the Laskers must use scent. Hang on. Yeah, right down the well deck. Two Lascars. An odor. A delicate odor. Now, French perfume? Unquestionably no. Uh. Well, watch on, watch off, Smudge said. So I propose that you take the first turn around the deck whilst I mosey along to the cabin quarters underneath the deckhouse and see what I can see. Cannon, perhaps Kelly clyman's right. Perhaps we shouldn't poke our noses into what doesn't concern us. If there is someone else on board, so what? They might not want us to know about it. No, sir. We've been paid to watch this ship. If it has a stowaway, then it's up to us to find out about it. All right, Captain Bly, I'm no Fletcher Christian. Just keep out of trouble, that's all. Oh, you can rely on me. Now, you keep an eye on those Laskers and watch out for the smudge. As far as I know, he didn't go ashore. You're the one who better keep your eyes peeled. I've a nasty feeling that if Old Curly Kleiman finds out you've been rummaging about below decks, he'll whip us off this floating crate so fast we'll feel like we've been keel hauled. I'll tread very softly, friend. You do that, child. No, just along here, at the end of this gangway, I guess. It could be the captain's cabin, right under the wheelhouse. Yep, it's an Oriental-built ship. That's for certain. Even has carvings on the old woodwork. I guess lords wouldn't insure this one. There it is again. No mistaking it. In this cabin, the way I figure, and now's my chance to try the door handle. Ah. Empty. But the trap door is open. I found it. Hi. Uh, Who who are you? How did you get in here? Cannon's the name, and I got in through the door. What are you doing here? You know, that's just the question I was going to ask you.
5: Are you from the
3: police? No. No, no, take it easy, ma'am. Take it easy. I didn't mean to frighten you. I'm the official guard on this ship. I wasn't told about your presence here. In fact, I go so far as to guess that you oughtn't to be here anyway. I see. Now, uh, suppose you tell me about it, huh?
5: What is there to tell?
3: Well, if you'd rather tell it to Curly Kleinman... No! You know Curly Kleinman?
5: I know only Mr. Smith. It was he who helped me.
3: The smudge? Helped you do what?
5: Please... No one must know of my presence on board this ship.
3: Look, I'm afraid I can't help you there, ma'am. I have a responsibility. If you shouldn't be on board, then I'll have to report your presence to the proper authority. No, please not that. Well, come to think of it, that did sound like a recorder playing red tape. So sit down, relax. But won't you be missed? No, my second half is patrolling the deck at this minute. As I figure it, this is the captain's cabin, right? Yes. And you rang that ship's bell just now, right?
5: Yes, Mr. Smith asked me to. He's busy below.
3: And he didn't want Curly Kleinman to know what he's busy with. I get it. It's the smudge who's supposed to ring the ship's bell, isn't it? Yes, it is. Look, you better open up your heart, ma'am, or I'm going to open up that door and shout for Curly. All right. I'll tell you what you want to know. That's my girl.
5: But first... How did you know I was here?
3: That French perfume. It's very expensive and to uh, to a lonely man, very alluring. I'm a watchdog and uh, I followed the scent.
5: You are very observant.
3: And you're very beautiful. Okay, make with the explanation.
5: I'm a stowaway.
3: Who are you and where are you from?
5: My name is Valdemar Yendi. I'm half Russian. I was stranded in Taipei. In North Formosa without money and with no passport. The ship was cruising in the China Sea and called at Taipei. Mr. Smith was ashore and I met him. He offered to help smuggle me to England.
3: In the captain's cabin?
5: I have used the cabin only since we docked. Mr. Smith is taking me ashore tonight.
3: And uh, where did you hole up during the voyage? In a spare cabin in the fore part of the ship. A spare cabin? And nobody saw you on the whole voyage from the China Sea?
5: I see you know nothing of this ship, the Gascony. She is not seaworthy, but she was built many years ago on the slips at Amoy. The skipper hardly left his cabin the whole voyage. Most of the time he lay on his bunk with a bottle. All the crew were recruited from the waterfronts of the east. Mr. Smith and Mr. Kleinman are the only two white men aboard, apart from the skipper. I get it. And
3: uh, what cargo is she carrying? Tallow? Tallow? I got news for you, man. This cargo's embargoed is top secret.
5: Oh, but that's impossible. What could be secret about Tallow?
3: Oh, know. Well, maybe I'll never find out. But I'll get to know you a little better in the coming few days. Life gets lonely on board an empty ship.
5: On board? But Mr. Smith is taking me ashore tonight.
3: Uh-uh. Correction, Mr. Smith was taking you ashore tonight. But... My orders are to allow nobody on board except the Smudge, Kleinman, and two Laskers. Since you're here anyway, you stay on board. So you see, the position's reversed for you. I can't make contact with the shore. So here you are, and here you stay until I get an instruction to the contrary from Mr. Max Aben, the guy who employs me.
5: But what purpose can be served by keeping me here?
3: For all I know, Valdemar Yendi, you might be the precious cargo.
1: Warning the beautiful Valdamayende not to attempt a jump ship, Cannon went in search of Smith, the old Cockney seaman known as the Smudge. But to all intents and purposes, the ship was deserted. Only the two Laskers sat sunning themselves on the well deck. Carson was leaning on the rail, wondering what had happened to his relief.
3: All right. So there you are. Where have you been? I've been gazing out over the placid waters of Limehouse Beach. Crash, I found her. What? The doll, the baby with the French perfume. You did? She says she's a stowaway and she's hauled up in the captain's cabin. I told you we were in the wrong profession. You know, Crash, there's something screwy about it all. She claims to be a stowaway and says the smudge helped her out. All the way from Taipei in Formosa. Uh According to her, nobody knows she's aboard except smudge. Even that dried-out old Fig Kleinman doesn't know. Mm. But I don't get it. I mean Kleiman's bound to find her sooner or later. It'll have to be later. He just went ashore in a dinghy. He Ashore in a dinghy? That's right, completely certain. Hmm. Well, Valda says the cargo's tallow. Valda? Yeah, that's the broad's name in the captain's cabin, Valda Mayendi. She's half Russian. What's the other half? I don't know, but it's sure mixed together well. One thing's certain. Whatever the smudge says, she doesn't go ashore until we've had a word with Max and the owner. Oh, Suits so me. <clears throat> I must say you stand to watch in the gangway, and I'll relieve you keeping a fatherly eye on the homeless Russian. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, you spoke too soon. You say No, no, no,
2: wait a minute. Watch the gangway.
4: Where are you? Here! By the galley!
3: Holy smoke. The smudge. What happened? I,
5: I, I came along to make tea. I, I found him lying there. He's dead.
3: Are you kidding? His throat slipped from ear to ear. <sighs> Crash? Yes? Where are the Laskers? Still
2: sitting in the sun. Haven't moved till
3: afternoon. What's wrong? Claudia, you stay there. Did you touch him? No. Now, look. You better tell me and tell me straight. Who else is holding out on this tub?
5: I don't understand. All
3: right, then understand this. The smudge is being murdered. I don't know what they do about this in Formosa, but here in England, somebody's going for the high jump. And right now, that somebody looks awfully like you. You, you don't think I did it? Well, it wasn't me. And Carson's been watching the gangway and the Laskers. So if there isn't another mystery traveler on this ship, things don't look so good I, for I swear
5: them. it wasn't me. It's only five minutes since you left me in the cabin. Look,
3: it takes only one second to slit a man's throat. Oh, wait a minute. The blood. It's soaked into the deck timber.
5: Yes.
3: Kleinman. What do you know about Kleinman, baby?
5: Nothing, except that he was the ship's purser.
3: Hmm. Looks like he kept a tight rein on the purse strings. Well, I've got to go ashore and get the police. Oh no! Oh yes. This is murder, baby, in the first degree. But they will send me back. That's too bad.
5: You have no idea what it's like there.
3: Look, I've no idea what it's like where the smudge is gone either. But that won't stop me getting the police. You get back in your cabin and stay there. Oh, well, what's the matter with her? What's all the screaming about? The smudge. Somebody played guillotine on him with a razor. Oh. Dead? Yeah, as dead as this assignment when Max Abin finds out. Tell me, when did Curly Kleinman leave? About half an hour ago. Uh-huh. Then it must have been Kleinman. Mm. Can you hold the ship by yourself? Of course, with this. There you are. One up the spout. Okay, I'm going ashore to get the police. It's a long swim. Swim? How come? Kleinman took the only dinghy. Oh, then I'll swing a lifeboat out of the damets. Friend, this ship was never insured, that's for certain I took a look at those lifeboats to pass the time You wouldn't keep your feet dry for a hundred yards Are you telling me we're marooned on board this wreck? Unless you make a raft or set fire to the ship to get rescued A raft, that's it Look, I just want to talk to that dame again And then you and me are going to play Huckleberry Finn Stay with it Ah, so you're still here Is there anywhere else to go? Listen, tell me something. If you were told by the smudge not to leave the cabin, and if you didn't want to be seen by Kleinman, how come you took a chance and went to the galley?
5: I saw Kleinman leave in a dinghy.
3: You saw him? But he left from the starboard side.
5: When I rang the ship's bell from the bridge.
3: Hmm. I guess you could have seen him from the wheelhouse at that. Okay, then tell me what part of the cargo the smudge was looking at when I came on the scene. Now, don't say it was the tallow. I don't know. I,
5: I really don't know, Think. Mr.
3: He, he must have said something. I
5: can't. I can't. All I can think of him is lying there and and all my hopes are ruined. The English will send me back to Taipei. I know they will. Look,
3: there's another thing. How was the smudge going to get you ashore? At nighttime. But the river police are the most active at nighttime. I don't understand your customs, Mr. Cannon. All I
5: know is... He was going to row me ashore to a place he knows. He even gave me a map to follow if something happened and he couldn't come with me. A
3: map? Let me have a look at that.
5: But there's no point I now. I say, let me
3: have a look. I'll be the judge of that. Give me the map. row hmm. rural houses between Nelson Dock and Coco's Point. This house hangs out over the river, built on piles. And the steps lead up to a trap door that opens into the house. Now, the Nelson Dock. That's right across the river. Is it? Okay, Valda, did did Kleinman know about this map?
5: He might know of the trap door.
3: Mr. Smith and he were great friends. Hmm, How friendly can you get with the guy? Now, listen, we're building a raft. Curly took the last boat out. Tonight, I'm going ashore for the police. If a boat passes near enough to us in the meantime, we'll call for help. If not, I'll roar ashore on the raft. You coming with me? Ashore? Now, don't get any wrong ideas, baby. You'll have to report to the police. But Crash Carson will be alone here guarding the gangway with two askers doing I do not know what. If you get scared, he might be tempted to leave his post. And I can't take that chance. So you stay put, baby. Because that seems to be the best way of staying alive. (laughs) Quit clutching that suitcase and give me a hand here.
5: It contains everything I own in the world. Well,
3: don't worry, if the police clear you, look me up. Hold this map. Yeah, yeah that's the house, alright. The gloomy one. I don't see any lights. I don't see any river police either. Oh, well, maybe that's just as well. A guy in a brawl paddling a raft through the night across the Thames River might give them the wrong idea. You think they might shoot us? I don't know. I guess not. After all, this isn't the lagoon across from Alcatraz. Yep, that's the house. Now sit tight, baby, because I'm going to try and steer under the house and tie up by the ladder. Here we go. Got it. Now pass me the rope. Yes. Please. Thanks. Okay, all tied up Now, let's see what's on the other side of that trap drawer And this time it won't be a ship's bell. Yeah, take it easy, the, the ladder's slippery from ceiling
5: I'm, I'm all right
3: Hold it The trap door's here let's See if I can get it open Got it. Okay, hand me the flashlight, Valda. Oh. Hold him, you fool. If he slips back,
4: you'll knock Valda into the river. I got him. Okay, he's heavy. You must give me a hand. Okay,
0: got him. Together, now. You next, Valda. Uh. Shall I make sure he makes... No, leave him, Curly. He won't wake up for a long time. Put the light on, Valda. The switch is in the corner. <laughs> a tough customer. I hope you didn't hit him too hard, Curly. Well, if I had my way, I'd finish him off. What for? He didn't see me? But he seen me here on the ship. As long as he didn't see you here, they can prove nothing. Anyway, one killing is enough for one day. The suitcase, Valda. Ah, now, Curly, let's have a look at our confidential cargo. This... this contains nothing but clothing. Just a minute. Valda! Where... where did you get that gun? In
5: the captain's cabin. He must have feared for his life at sea. And I cannot say I blame
0: him. What... what are you doing?
5: If you move an inch... I'll kill you both. You planned it too well, Max. And if it hadn't been for him on the floor... I might have well exchanged a Chinese prison... For an English hangman's rope.
1: The suitcase that Valdemar Yandy carried should have contained contraband, but she left the valuable parcel aboard the ship. It was Cannon's interrogation mother that made her see through Max Avon's plan. He picked her up in Taipei and put her on board his own ship before flying back to England. Smith was his confidant, but didn't know the reason. Curly Kleinman didn't see her on board for the simple reason he knew she was there and never looked. Smith had to be eliminated, and so had she. Once she'd brought the contraband safely ashore, Max and Kleinman would have abandoned her. There was ample evidence aboard that she'd been present on the voyage, and penniless and homeless in a strange country, the police would quickly have picked her up and charged her with the murder of Smudge Smith. A murder committed by Kleinman. Certainly no one would have believed her story about contraband. It was the perfume that put Cannon on the scent. He described it to me so well that well, I was sure I could smell it the last time I visited his flat. <laughs> imagination can play funny tricks sometimes. Yes, but on uh, second thoughts, I wonder if it was imagination. Ah, oh, well, you now know why we call the story Confidential Cargo.